The Arizona State Sun Devils football team has the number one transfer class in the nation right now, according to one website. How did we get here? We're going to talk about that and the players who made that possible on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, all you crazy people? Welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I am your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. As always, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is free and available wherever you're getting your podcast, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in a visual platform. Wherever you're getting your podcast, though, make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Now, on to the exciting news. That is the Arizona State Sun Devils have the number one recruiting class in the nation, according to it's either on3.com or one, but it's on3.com. I'm going with on3.com. Currently has Arizona State with the number one recruiting class in the nation in regards to transfers. If you want to go somewhere that more people have heard of, 24-7 Sports has them as the number five. So, I mean, it's not as though they're not bringing in a really good class. And one website says one thing, one says another. Regardless, it's a top five recruiting class transfer-wise for Arizona State. This is huge, man. This is a really, really big deal. And that's what we're going to talk about is first of all, how did we get to this point? It starts with Kenny Dillingham. Kenny Dillingham is one of the young, bright offensive minds of college football, and he certainly wants to be able to put together his staff, his roster, and his kind of scheme that he wants to run with the players and the staff that he believes can help accentuate that and get the best product possible. For that to happen, he needed to attack the transfer portal. One of the things he said when he first got hired on in his opening press conference was that he wanted to attack the transfer portal. He wanted to be hyper-aggressive and bring in all sorts of really talented young players and give them another opportunity at Arizona State. That's exactly what he implemented, too. It took no time at all for Arizona, start to, Arizona State to start bringing in guys. It was within the first week of him being there that they brought in several key guys. They are now up to 18 players via the transfer portal. Some pretty big names, too, for transfer-wise. Uh, the biggest the biggest name is definitely Drew Pine, the quarterback from Notre Dame, who is coming in with an opportunity to be the starting quarterback for Arizona State from week one. He'll go up against Trenton Borgay for that. But it's not just at the quarterback position where they also brought in Jacob Conover, They've got all sorts of reinforcements throughout the roster. Bram Walden will be coming from Oregon as an offensive lineman. Uh, Lee Fatanu will be coming in as well for the offensive line. Xavier Goulery, a wide receiver from Idaho State, is following his former head coach, who is now the uh, special teams coordinator and the assistant head coach uh, down to Arizona State. They brought in several other key big name guys. Prince Dorba as a former four-star uh, defensive end is coming down. Jake Smith, a former four-star wide receiver, is returning home. They're bringing in 
a ton of talent and they're bringing in a lot of guys who are ready to turn this program around and get ASU back to their winning ways sooner rather than later. It's all because of Kenny Dillingham and the mantra that he has brought to this program and the enthusiasm that he is providing for everybody here. And it's also helping to get all the fans bought in again. It's helping to get people to, like he has said, and quoted or not quoted, uh, got trending on Twitter, hashtag activate the Valley. They have been able to do exactly that. Consider the Valley activated because everybody is getting involved with the Sun Devils right now. And I want to address this real quick before we move forward. I've seen some people say, why are we getting excited over three stars? Why are we getting excited over three stars? We're getting excited because ASU has done a very bad job recruiting over the last several years. We're getting excited because now almost 40 players, DJ Taylor entered the portal today, by the way, in case you guys missed that. 40 players nearly have entered the transfer portal just in the last two years. There is an exodus from Arizona State. The reason we're getting excited is because people are showing that they want to come play for this team and they want to watch this team. Okay, I understand it's only three stars. I'm sorry you're not Alabama and we're not pulling five stars and four stars consistently. That's not how it works at Arizona State. Maybe one day, but right now, yeah, you should be excited with what we're recruiting. Like, it, it, it blows my mind that people are sitting here and being pessimistic about this. I don't get it. Yes, I am very high and excited about Kenny Dillingham, but sitting here and saying that you shouldn't be excited because it's only three stars is just asinine to me. It truly is. So for what it's worth, be excited, okay? It's a project. ASU is a project. I'm high on this team. This is probably best case scenario, a bowl eligible team next year, like six and six, probably because it's going to take time, but don't be surprised if they get back on track sooner rather than later. Part of that trend is recruiting in general. We could be recruiting two stars and one stars for all I care. And I would be excited because people are showing they want to come play for the university. So yeah, I'm sorry it's only three stars. Don't know what else to tell you. We're not going to be recruiting five stars from day one. That's going to take time. Tell me this, though. If Dante Moore or Dylan Rayola decided to commit to the program today, does that change your mind about everything? Because now we have a five-star? Like, I just don't really know what to tell you at that point. It's, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be easy to get people to come back to this program, but it is what it is, I suppose, as somebody is ringing my doorbell and my dog is getting excited. So, uh, yeah, it's, it, it, it is what it is. It's just, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be an instant day one gratification kind of thing for Arizona state. Give it time. It's going to work itself out. And I promise you, you're going to be happy with the end result. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From pro football to college bowl season to basketball and more, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. 
If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action happening right now at BetOnline, where the game starts. And as always, thank you guys for making the Locked on Sun Devils your first listen of the day. For your second listen of the day, go ahead and tune in to the Locked on Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, Locked On's Take of the Day. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Back into our conversation now. Let's talk about the guys that are going to make this happen. Let's talk about the biggest players. So I already named a handful of them, right? It starts, the conversation starts with Drew Pine. Drew Pine, former four-star prospect, rated as a three-star transfer for the team, is got, I believe, two more years of eligibility remaining in college football. He's a good player, not a great player, but this is definitely a move that should bring some encouragement when we start thinking about the quarterback position. Trenton Borgay, for all intents and purposes, was sensational at the quarterback position last year for Arizona State. Sure, he wasn't anything like mind-blowingly insane, but he was 10 times better than what the team was getting at the time from Emory Jones. Drenton Borgay ends up passing for just about 1,500 yards, 11 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. I think that he did an absolutely exceptional job with the with the circumstances that he was given. Being the offensive coordinator was kind of like, plugged in to sit there for a year and Sean Aguano, the interim head coach and the running backs coach had to take over midseason to be the full-time offensive coordinator for the team because Herm Edwards got fired. Trenton Borgay did a great job with what he had. He's not guaranteed the starting job, but he'll have a good fight for it. And the reason why is because of Drew Pine, who last year threw 2000 yards, 22 touchdowns against six interceptions in I believe 10 starts for Notre Dame. He was able to help turn Notre Dame around because they had started the year 0-2, including a loss to Marshall and South Bend. He did quite a bit with a roster that was definitely reloading after losing Brian Kelly, the former head coach, to LSU. There was a lot going on in Notre Dame. Drew Pine was one of the more consistent players that they had. He decides to come to ASU and it'll provide the Sun Devils with a really good quarterback battle. You should feel good about whoever wins it, whether it's Borgay or whether it's Pine, because both of them are great, what we would call bridge quarterbacks. The idea here is that maybe you're able to get a higher recruited kid to develop in the meantime. Like if Dylan Rayola were to commit, he's there in 2024, not next year. So you would go through a year in theory with Drew Pine slash Trenton Borgay and then translate over to Dylan Rayola when he comes on the campus as a freshman. So, no, neither of these guys are going to be Heisman contenders, more than likely. Although I said the same thing about Bo Nix, and then look what Kenny Dillingham got to do with Bo Nix over at Oregon this past year. I do think that Drew Pine's a great option for the Sun Devils to push Borgay to be his absolute best, I'm looking forward to what they're going to be able to accomplish. Staying on the offensive side of the ball, they're reloading that offensive line that lost four of their main starters from a year ago. Ladarius Henderson and Ben Scott to the transfer portal, and Chris Martinez and Des Holmes 
running out of eligibility. They now have Bram Walden, who is a four-star transfer coming from Oregon. I believe he's a Valley kid, but dude is a really good piece to add to that offensive line that'll be able to push for a starting spot. In fact, I'd be surprised if he wasn't starting. Uh, Leif Fontanu will also be one of the starters as an interior lineman coming from UNLV. Now with Isaiah Glass, ideally you have three of your starting spots locked up. You've got some guys on the roster like Emmett Bully who will compete. They brought in some other guys as well, like Ben Coleman from California, Aaron Frost from Nevada. There's going to be some depth to challenge for this offensive line, but the additions of Lee Fontu and Bram Walden are massive for the team. It's going to help lock down at least three of the offensive line spots when you consider Isaiah Glass is probably going to be holding onto that left tackle job. So with all that in mind, the offensive line is slowly coming together. The position to be really excited about is wide receiver. What was once considered maybe a weakness for the team, at least heading into last year, started getting stronger towards the end of the year and is now looking like one of the team's biggest strengths. Elijah Badger and Geo Sanders are back. They are the number one and number two receivers in terms of receptions and yardage from last year, respectively. They are both going to be back in the fold and in a Kenny Dillingham offense that could really, really get them over the top. Maybe they flirt with a thousand yards for the first time in their careers. You're also bringing in Xavier Guillory. I am really excited for him. Guillory is a six foot three, 195 pound receiver who went over the century mark, I believe, this past season and is a really, really good weapon for them. Or, excuse me. Uh, he, he has 1300 yards in his career. He has 785 yards last year. So he was close, but he's also just a redshirt junior. He still has two more years of eligibility remaining. And he's a big play guy. If you want to watch any of his tape and highlights that you can find on YouTube, he's exciting. Having Guillory, Elijah Badger and Geo Sanders sounds terrific. But then you talk about Jake Smith, a former four-star receiver coming from USC will also be in the fold for Arizona State, and that's a nice fit as well. I really like the idea of those four playing together. Keep adding, though. You're bringing in Mel Constaval, who is coming off of a decent year with Colorado State. He had previously really balled out. Um, oh, my goodness. Who did he play with before Colorado State? I want to say it was like Nevada, but I'm drawing a blank as I pull it up here. It was Nevada, yeah. Uh, last year, he really didn't do that much, but the previous year, he had 643 yards. He's a guy that you could line up in the slot and potentially, I don't know, maybe you flirt with him as a special teamer as well. But there's a lot of really intriguing guys offensively here for the Sun Devils to be using. But more than anything, I'm excited for the competition that all these guys are going to create. By the way, they also brought in two running backs, to Carlos Brooks from Cal and Cameron Scadabell from Sacramento State. Scadabell was a uh, first team all big sky player for the for uh, for Sac State and was an over a thousand yard rusher, double digit touchdowns. He could potentially be a starting running back for the team with Danny Nagata in the transfer portal and X Valade heading to the pros. But bottom line here is the offense definitely got a lot better 
over this uh, over this process, and we should definitely be anticipating some really good competition moving forward for this team. Thanks again for making Lock on Sun Oils your first listen of the day. Make sure Locked on Sports Today is your second listen. Peter Bukowski brings the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes or less. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked on Sports Today podcast available on YouTube and wherever you're getting your podcasts. Final guys to talk about, we're going to flip over to the defensive side of the ball. The biggest name so far, there hasn't been a lot of like earth-shattering names for defensive transfers but Travion Brown is definitely the guy who stands out the most and the reason why is because he's coming from Washington State Washington State's former defensive coordinator Brian Ward is now going to be taking over the same position for the Sun Devils and Travion Brown wasn't wasn't a guy who was like double digit sacks or 100 tackles or anything but he was a very productive player for the team and he's going to be coming down to Arizona State to continue that same kind of play, I would imagine, because Arizona State is going to be dealing with losing both Kyle Sully and Merlin Robertson with no more eligibility. They are moving on to the pros or wherever else their careers may take them. They'll have Will Schaefer, James Johncomb, and Connor Sully as the top three guys to compete for a spot. Travion Brown has an inside track to be one of those starters, though. The very good player, and knowing the scheme is going to give him a really nice advantage. When you consider what you're losing on the defensive side of the ball, that's a really good add for them. Prince Dorba is an edge rusher from Texas, a former four-star player. He hasn't been on the field all that much for one reason or another, but I am looking forward to the potential of him being one of the more active edge rushers for the team, as long as he's able to stay healthy. Arizona State is losing almost two two starters worth of depth that didn't make any sense they're they're losing i believe six defensive linemen gone are off the top off well i have it right in front of me they're losing nessa jade silvera tj pesafea and trevez moore to eligibility they're losing joe moore omar norman lott and gosh dang it i have it right here if i wanted to just pull it up and Garrett Stansbury to the transfer portal. They do have Anthony Cooper and BJ Green coming back. Other than that, it'll be a wide open competition. Prince Dorba will have an opportunity to be one of the starters for the team. And if he's able to match what he was coming out of high school, that could be a really, really good get for the team. But there's other competition as well. Tristan Monday is a Valley product who was with Wisconsin, but is coming home now. And he'll he'll also have an opportunity to be a starter for the team. They have some guys like Tate Romney and uh, Crew Jackson who play the linebacker spot, although Crew Jackson kind of like a linebacker safety hybrid. That'll also be competing for playing time in a front seven that's going to be doing a lot of retooling and reloading. There's plenty of opportunity here for these guys to be able to really find some some good playing time and potentially be some studs for them. We'll see the defense definitely needs some more retooling though. And the transfer portal is still going to be wide open for them to get more guys. There are some players that are going to be coming in 
via actual recruiting class. The big get they just got was Ashley Williams, no relation to the famous um, role from Bruce. I can't even think of his name. Can't even think of his name. Uh, Evil Dead, in case you don't get that reference. But anyways, I'm sure it'll come to me later. And then I'm going to just randomly shout his name. Campbell, Bruce Campbell. There it is. Didn't even have to look it up. But Ashley Williams being one of the guys that they just recruited for their actual like freshman class will be competing as well. Defense is definitely going to be a little bit more of a mystery compared to the offense. But hey, Kenny Dillingham is an offensive mastermind. Brian Ward, a very smart defensive coordinator. I'm sure they'll be able to figure some way to get the most out of the players that they have on the roster. That being said, this is a good-looking recruiting class. It's not a question why it's number one on on3.com, why it's top five on 24-7 sports, and why it's going to continue to get better. Because I anticipate that the Sun Devils are still going to be working the transfer portal as they kind of retool this whole roster. Definitely the defensive side of the ball. I think that there's definitely more guys that are going to be coming to the program. That is going to wrap up this edition of the pod, though. So thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. Remember, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. So hit like and subscribe or follow or whatever that button is and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrats36. You can find the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. But until next time, you keep it locked right here. Unlocked on Sun